0: Welcome to WHM On Screen, everybody. I'm Andrew Jupin, alongside Stephen Zadek and Eric Siska. We are here to talk about Ron Howard Presents, a solo <laughs> a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for those of you finding us, because this is a Star Wars-related thing, sure. uh, we are a, generally a quote-unquote bad movie podcast that usually talks about uh, some some shitty older movies and makes fun of them and, and whatnot. These on-screens are things that we do for newer movies that come out, bibbidi-bobbidi, all that stuff. And all mm-hmm. We might like it, we might not like it. We don't know. You never know. I mean, we'll get to that in just a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have some stuff behind what the kids call a paywall. Yeah, this is free
1: content, and uh, you're <laughs> welcome. You know, that's really nice.
0: Just have a seat. Yeah, that,
1: But if you look behind this wall here, there's a bunch of exciting paid-for content where you've got a $3 level, which will you'll get an animation damnation, which is a fun recap of a, of a bad cartoon. Uh, we've got like 30 of those up at the $3 level right now. We've got a $5 level, which will get you the $3 level plus... A, uh, a, a what we call a prime episode that is behind the paywall. We've done a bunch of them. We've done some on Man, one of Man and Steel. Uh, we've done one on Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, one on the movie Transcendence. We In June, we will drop an episode on Jurassic World. So a ton of great shit there. Uh, for the $8 level, you get all the other levels, plus you get uh, what is called the Nexus, which is a recap of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek TOS. Uh, Back-to-back, kind of in a fun... uh,
0: Loving uh, but joke-filled... Thank you.
1: All that plus four commentaries a year. And I'm going to announce a new commentary we're doing next month. Oh, fuck. Which will drop drop in July... Uh, if you like this show, uh, it's co- the, the commentaries are more like hanging out with us in a way, like hanging out watching a movie. They're not like
2: it's the real it. deal. It's yeah, the we real watch it in real time and we mm-hmm. talk in real time. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm on your couch. Hey man, I live here now. We're doing a power <laughs> hour for no good
1: goddamn reason because we're 35 years old and we're stupid. It's what you call a stunt to the third Twilight movie, which I don't even know what the name of it is. I think it's called Eclipse. Is that Eclipse? Okay, yeah. yeah, We're doing a third one. Uh, We've done the other two. They're already on there. If you sign up today, you'll get those. But this will be one hour of which will be a power hour, and the rest will be getting through the rest of that Twilight movie. That'll be dropping sometime in July. You're going to want to watch that. Anyway,
0: check out all this extra stuff. Patreon.com slash WeHateMovies. Now, Solo, a Star Wars movie directed by Ron Howard, uh, just came out uh, this past weekend. Mm -hmm. (coughs) This Memorial Day weekend. Um, First of all, I love the notion that because it made a paltry $101 million, it's a failure and Star Wars is sunk forever. It's over. Can we just get a fucking grip on reality? My God. That
1: is one thing I don't understand. Deadpool went through this too, where it made a ton of fuck, a shit ton, a boatload of money. But because it didn't break records, therefore it is a failure. Right. And I mean, like whether or not you like other of those movies, that's fine. But like we need to uh, we need to address what success is yeah. because like <laughs> we've already destroyed what a middle movie is. Yeah. Like if the only thing that actually oh, can exist.
2: So it's exactly like uh, the middle class is gone. Yes. So we either have poverty <laughs> movies or we have <laughs> the affluent one percent movies.
1: Exactly. Yeah, no. I mean, that's that's kind of where, where we're going here. If we only view movies as successes or failures based on bo- breaking records, we won't even have like sort of mid tier blockbusters. Like we should have middle tier movies, like you know, like action movies, thrillers, uh, dr- dramatic romances. Like all these movies are kind of be ebbing away because we are have are obsessed with like the 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 numbers here. Well,
0: that it's and it's because also like. So much of our box office culture is dominated by these record breaking things like your Black Panthers and your Infinity Wars and your whatever the fuck, right? That, like, when you have a movie that makes over $100 million in three days, three or four days, and it's like, nope, hey, Star Wars out of business, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, shit, man. Guess it's just dried right? That well is fucking tapped. And,
1: I, and again, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not even defending Star Wars movies, I'm just defending movies that need to make a decent amount of money.
2: So, now that the state of the industry is over,
1: um, <laughs> what you let's
2: thinking? dig into this movie. Um, so, for, I want to get it out of the way that, like, okay, a lot of people weren't excited for a Han Solo story, myself included. Sure. Yeah. I would have rather them done anything else in this universe. Uh huh. But I was shocked how much I liked this movie.
0: I kind of was too. I feel like I I sort of had no expectation. I really really like Star Wars, but I've never like read a Star Wars book or owned a Star Wars toy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's oh that's how I gauge my fandom, yeah. right? I mean, like that's why I know that I'm more a Star Trek person cuz I sure. read Star Trek books and had Star Trek toys. Right. Yeah, I, I d- think like the extracurriculars <laughs> of a movie franchise or movie TV franchise or whatever Makes you the bigger fan. Sure, kind of like
2: people. If, if people don't know, I've read a ton of Star Wars novels, including this oh, they year. Know.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 they know.
2: Okay, yeah. But you know, some people no, find the show through these special episodes. Sure.
0: But So I was just kind of like, okay, you know, it's just another Star Wars movie. I've been loving these new Star Wars movies mm-hmm. enough, like the yeah. saga ones and whatever. Like I think Rogue One is okay. Uh, and I had a shit ton of fun with this movie.
2: I do think it is better than Rogue One. I actually liked Rogue One when I saw it because it felt like cracking open one of those EU novels. But this yeah. is even more so because it is. It I felt it was very restrained. You have a very straightforward kind of story sure. and we do not have to hem and haw about the Jedi and Sith and oh my god the fate of the galaxy
1: I like this movie just enough like I'm really just on the edge there like I I'm with Eric where I, I went in being like I really wish they told I, and, and I'm with Andrew as well with this whole group which I love these new Star Wars movies Love the first two of the new saga. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I left there enjoying the movie, but at the end still feeling like I wish they made a movie about anything else because I still kind of feel like I don't think the kid has it. I don't think Ansel Engelhort Alden what? Aaron Wright. Oh, the other one. Okay. Ansel
0: Elgort's fucking baby driver. Okay, and
1: that kid could have done a better job. I don't know. I just I didn't. I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> I, I think this performance is fine. I just don't think it's got. It holds even a slight candle I to. W- I uh, was
2: shocked by this performance because I thought it was so much better than I expected because all the press. And that's what kind of. Sunk this movie right. was all the press about it until release was they fired the directors oh no they oh this guy <laughs> needs an acting coach like yeah. I thought it was going to be a train wreck
1: sure I mean and I mean it 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 cleared that hurdle for sure yeah. and I mean I think it's it is fun I just don't I don't I think that and I think that it, it kind of goes in and out in some scenes he's got a little more charisma and some scenes he doesn't some scenes he seems he feels a lot more stiff it's just it his performance was not for me
0: I. Totally enjoyed him in it. Sure. Uh, I thought he did a good job. And I think part of the reason why I wasn't noticing any of this stiffness is because most of his scenes he's paired against Amelia Clark, who's about as stiff as you can get. And that's a
1: huge problem for this movie. That's another reason. I I think she's I think she's kind of terrible. I think she's totally good in Game of Thrones doing what she does in Game of Thrones. Anything else outside of that? Not so much.
0: Like, I I saw her in Terminator Genesis, which is another, like, multi-million dollar fan film. (laughs) Uh, And she's playing Sarah Connor, and it was fucking horrible. And Mm -hmm. she had this thing out when they were doing press for this, where she was, like, talking shit about the movie and how nobody had fun making it and whatever, and I'm like yeah, okay, but you're getting paid a fuck ton of money to be in a Terminator movie. Let's attempt anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. following Linda Hamilton is really fucking sure. tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even What's-Her-Face on the TV show as Sarah C- uh, Connor was better. Uh, the other Game of Thrones lady, what's her name? Uh, uh, Cersei Lannister. L- Lena Headey. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, Lena <laughs> Headey, who is also... Who's <laughs> like, great. But you're but, also following Linda Hamilton, will, so it's tough.
2: I will defend Amelia Clark in this movie because... Okay, now... I, I think she's, she's already. By the she's way, alright. spoiler alert for the oh, whole movie. Just, oh, yeah. of course. We're going to yeah. talk about highlight. it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What I think is fine about that is we're bridging the gap from the prequels into the OT, and in the prequels, no one acted like an actual human being. Gotcha. So it's kind of like if you now I feel like if you watch the prequel trilogy and then Han Solo, a Star Wars story, and then into the OT, Uh you're kind of just like, oh, okay, yeah, people are starting to become people. (laughs) They're slowly (laughs) slowly getting there. The galaxy learned what emotions was (laughs) in, in
1: those intervening years. In this right. Before, when the space seventies hit and everyone
0: understood what emotions were <laughs>
2: exactly,
0: <laughs> but it's kind of crazy though because, like, I mean, all right, like we differ on Alden Ehrenreich's performance, sure, uh, and you know, I guess we differ on Amelia Clark a little bit here, but like with Amelia Clark specifically, like you're surrounded by charismatic performances: yes. Woody Harrelson, Donald Glover, Tandy Newton, Phoebe Waller Bridge doing the L three droid, even mm-hmm. this fucking Junis whatever dude playing Chewbacca, like. And he's played Chewbacca before. Yeah, this is not his first outing as Chewbacca, but this is like a little more. you Yeah, know, he's I mean, stretching those Chewbacca. big old legs, and he's fucking killing it even as Chewbacca. You got Jon Favreau as the little the the, the voice and, of
1: the little guy, and Amelia Clark winds up being the most interesting character in the movie. It you know, it is what I mean? an interesting character. And, like, I know, I mean, like literally yeah. the mo- Like the twist at the end is like it's all about her and her character and what she's all the dirty shit she's gone through and stuff like that and like what is her real side and what's her real face and like all of that falls flat because the performance well, isn't very good like maybe, you think about anne hathaway in the dark knight rises like where she can turn on a dime like that's what you need in this movie is somebody who's yeah, yeah, like anne
2: hathaway I, you'd be fine i'd be fine with felicity uh
1: what's her name uh from uh rogue one who right
2: jones
0: felicity jones who's was great i think um yeah it's just this Kira character is such a huge deal in this movie as it turns out, mm. and I'm sorry she's like watching paint dry.
2: Mm-hmm. So we open on Corilia, <laughs> and I loved finally seeing Corilia, and it's it, it, the fact that they this Lady Proxima character I thought was fantastic, voiced by Linda Hunt. Oh, that's this, who that like was. Okay, this. Thank um, you. Centipede mm-hmm. crime. She's lord. a human
1: centipede.
2: Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now I'm just picturing this creature eating someone's shit.
2: That, this c- that creature definitely happened. yeah, 100%. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why she keeps all these orphans around. She feeds on their shit. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, excellent. Nom, 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 but deleted it's like, scenes. We're not, and this is like, maybe this is from my perspective of reading all these EUs and comics and shit that it's like, there's such a tendency in the Star Wars EU to like being like, oh, it's another hut. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's a fucking another hut. So it's great to see a new creature Agreed. design mm-hmm. happen that was realized and didn't feel like a complete CGI gleep glop. I think there was a good
0: amount of real deal VFX puppets in this movie. I will say that this movie,
1: even more so than Rogue One, even though Rogue One kills this, and I think that this is what Disney has going for it amongst other things, is they get the Star Wars aesthetics as Per, as perfect as anybody like, and the production design is perfect in every scene and this whole movie
2: is filled of worlds, crafts yeah. and
1: uh, uh, places to be it is that amazing. are super Definitely. Star
2: Wars the problem I had with the with the visuals of this film was it felt so dark, it felt like I was watching a bootleg here and there, I oh, thought yes. it was the projection in my theater and I saw this movie twice I went to a better <laughs> oh. theater the second time and I was like oh no that's just the movie. When you
1: left the first theater you're like, well I guess I'll have to go to the better theater now
2: <laughs> Fucking okay. turn on your goddamn projector oh, Only a little bit <laughs> I, I was high enough from the film
0: <laughs> But yeah And it's this weird like you know Because especially when we start What's the planet we start out on? Corellia And this is it's that's, been, that's a that's a long teased Star Wars planet oh, It is and-
2: I, A lot of famous people have come from there <laughs> Wedge Antilles was from there uh-huh. um, Obviously Han Solo And Yeah um, we see the Star Destroyers get built there. It's a shipbuilding planet. The uh, Millennium Falcon was built there. It's, oh, it's like an in, industrial planet.
1: One of Han Solo's first li- lines is, like, yeah. those big Carillion ships, mind you.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. So he's, yeah, he kind of... See, I didn't brush up before I went. No, anyway. you're fine. I mean, that's but, just... You that's, mean just, just in gr- that's, like, literally just... This is, like... like, like <laughs> closing my eyes and replaying Star Wars <laughs> is how I can do that. <laughs> but I'll say, to to the look of everything, though, yes, the, the bleakness bothered me, because uh, I get it. Like, it's supposed to be bleak. It's a horrible existence for them, right? Mm -hmm, Like and this continues for the first like 60 minutes of this 135-minute movie. So it's kind of obnoxious. But to just piggyback for one second on what you're saying about Rogue One and this movie getting like the looks of everything right, what I think is so impressive is that both of these movies are movies that are taking place before the very first Star Wars movie, before episode four. And they get that like retro look down Mm -hmm. versus I haven't finished this first season. It's fine and whatever, and I'm not talking about the entire overall opinion of the show. But the set design on this Star Trek Discovery, oh. this is a movie that's supposed to be taking place before TOS. Oh, okay. And like it's between TOS and Enterprise, mm-hmm. and it looks futuristic as fuck. are it's they doing the it's, movie aesthetics? That's what I'm saying. Isn't that? Isn't that a? They you, are, TOS? But, but even still, the technology. Yeah, it's I too mean, much. It looks way too flashy and futuristic and like that was something that enterprise which isn't a great show did get right is like the lo-fi the they got that right and these two movies rogue one and, and solo get that right of like shit looks old and junky like when he's Better in that than- speeder at the beginning yeah. it looks shitty as fuck because it's kind of supposed to. Better than those Lucas prequels with all the sl- slick, shiny ships right, and blah, right. blah,
2: blah. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, actually yeah. kind of glad. Like, I never thought, I'd, after the prequels, I never thought I'd be glad to see them explore this time period again, like sure. this pre-A New Hope time period. Yeah. Because... Obviously, I was scarred from the last time, <laughs> but it's it's a it's a time period that was never really explored by the old EU sure. or anything else. Like I don't think you were allowed like, to because there was the plan of like Lucas will do those movies. So everything I read growing up either took place concurrently, usually post Empire Strikes Back, and then obviously after Return of the Jedi. So it's an it's an interesting space to occupy, and obviously they they bridge it together with the ending we'll get to
1: and I mean I think that that's kind of I mean like and I like that world and this movie is a lot more fun than Rogue One and I think it's a lot cleaner than Rogue One it moves
2: at such a better clip everything about it is is better and I think Ron Howard or whoever Philip (laughs) Lloyd whoever Philip Lloyd no Frank Lloyd Wright (laughs) Frank Lloyd Wright Christopher Lloyd (laughs) (laughs) Lord and Action Lord and Miller, um, or whoever the fuck, <laughs> Kathleen Lord, yeah. Kennedy, yeah. Um, yeah. Lucasfilm in general. Um, they, I feel like they really just took shit like from. Like, the the 40s serials that, like, inspired Star Wars. Yeah. We get, like, the great train robbery. I never thought I'd see a train robbery in Star Wars. And yeah. It was great. I was really liked fun. that sequence. I, I, the I mean, war film sequence was amazing as well.
1: I love Woody Harrelson in this. I love Tandy Newton in this. Woody
2: was the best part of yes, this Yes, he movie. is.
1: And, I mean, like, and because he, he's got that charisma. And, like, he owns the screen whenever he's on it. You're drawn directly to him.
0: And he also knows, you know... That he is the character that's influencing what Han Solo is. And it's not that he's doing mm-hmm. a Harrison Ford impression. Sure. He's just playing a person with similar characteristics yes. that Han it's Solo... Kind of a that similar we know.
2: worldview. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And he really like nails that kind of... like. Eerily so, like Woody Harrelson does a fucking great job in
1: this. He's movie. he's like holding this movie up for me, and not not that this movie's bad. I, again, like I think this movie's like a C plus. You're
2: okay. Not, you're fine not liking it. I'm sure we're getting negative iTunes reviews <laughs> by the second.
1: It's like what a, you ever watch those... those Facebook videos and the likes start pouring in. Yeah, I start seeing like these thumbs down as we talk
0: SJW gay slur so and so and I love I,
1: you know SJW wise I love that it's Woody Harrelson and Tandy Newton and that's not even a fucking problem it's not even a thing it's not even a thought you know what I mean like they make out in the middle of the movie yeah. and it's just it's just there and it's cool you know what I mean like and that's that's an important thing for movies like this, I think, to a degree. Speaking
2: about the SJW stuff that's floating around, like there's a lot of people online that hate L three, and they cite the droid rights thing. Which, by the way, the droid rights stuff—it's w- a felt- joke. Yeah, it's a joke. It's it's definitely it's not taken seriously. Oh, I know it's a joke
0: because I'm killing every last one of those fucking things when Robarts start talking to me, man. (laughs) Robarts? (laughs) Robarts, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Jason Robarts, you're going to go kill (laughs) him. when the robots start talking. Dude, when that cute little Japanese robot that plays soccer oh, yeah. starts talking to you, mm-hmm. I'm cutting its fucking head off. But so you would refuse service to a droid is what you're saying. That's absolutely right because it's not a human being. Wow,
2: <laughs> so someone's going to open a cantina on Mos Eisley.
0: You fucking better believe it. The strictest codes in the galaxy.
1: So fuck you, bud. But one of the like, first, <laughs> I don't know... One of the first seventy lines of Star Wars of the entire saga is "We don't serve your kind here." So this like is ingrained in it. This like very droid so. versus man thing yeah. is like very much part of it. And, I, and I'm glad I, that it is. It is. And it's played for a joke in in A New Hope, and it's played for a joke here. It's. I mean, it's. It's more. I mean, like they, they kind of go both ways with it. Where like you do side with her because she's like, "Hey, man, you know what I mean?" Like she's a min- sure. She's a minority, but like it is very clearly like. It's fun. It's a joke. We're not taking this idea too, too Wait, serious. Wait, but so,
0: and they're upset about the
1: droid rights thing. Why Because exactly? they think it's like a, oh,
0: like, oh, of course we got to fucking fight for minorities in
1: Star Wars or whatever. That's oh. why. Which, oh, which thank they, you, Miss Kathleen Kennedy. G-
2: g- g- I think g- it's, it's kind of a joke. G- it's kind of a joke for you guys if you learn how to read, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, like... Just I don't know, man. Like you gotta unplug, man. You gotta see like not ev- like Well, they've can- all taken
0: Ambient
1: before they go on Reddit. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's
2: true. Happen. You but, know what? Here's the thing. Yeah. Just stop watching Star Wars. That'd be
1: great. Like you Yeah, know- we did. That's why this movie failed. Well,
2: how about you <laughs> shut up about it? Like that's what I don't get. Like this it's like they don't obviously, you know, they, they don't want to like the movie. Do you they know how they much... go in not wanting to like which which is kind of how I go into a lot of movies too, but or are they just trying to
0: hold up their internet personas and they actually love this shit.
2: Do you
1: know how many things I don't watch that I don't talk about? I could <laughs> I could fucking fill up the, the moon with that. <laughs> I don't Science watch a lot of things. Documentaries? Yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of it stems from the fact that Kathleen Kennedy is a woman that's yes. that's kind of running and they, the ship they, they, here. They, they, and she's doing right. a great job.
1: She is. I mean, like, these movies are all successful. And they, these movies do feel, this movie does feel like a Star Wars movie to me. To me, a bit of descending opinion here is that it's this movie, it, it fits well. Like, it, it does a lot of fun stuff. The set pieces are fantastic. Woody Harrelson's great. Paul Bettany is amazing. In this yes, Dryden fantastic. Voss, by
0: the way, which is a fucking phenomenal name for a villain with, in an eighties movie. My, yes.
1: well, it mine, sounds like Dalton Voss, right? Yeah, from the Chase. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I Charlie think, Sheen I in the Chase. I think that's what I'm thinking of actually. <laughs> oh, but Dalton Voss's daughter. Yeah. But I mean, and I think that this movie does. We talk about restraint. It does hold back a little bit, but there's a little bit too much hanging hats on stuff for
0: my taste. A little bit. I case in point, I do not need to know why he's called Han Solo. I
2: don't need to know why he's Han, called Han Solo. When, although when I Han... kind of appreciate that it's like a John Doe situation. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I but, don't need it, but I'm I'm okay with how it went. This
0: guy just being like, "Well,
2: I guess you're Han <laughs> Solo." I can't believe I got to say. How about, you know, give me a scene of someone else coming up, like, like, like coming up, like trying to join the Empire and they're like covered in mud or something. Well, I guess we got uh, Joe Mudd over here. Like, he's he's, like falsifying everyone's records, like the fuck with them.
1: (laughs) And some fat guy. Oh, hello, Mr. Chubbikin. Like, excuse me. That's your new name. That's how Porkins got started. Oh, my God. No, my name is it, it, it's Rogers. It's, it's it's John Rod. No, Mr. Porkins, right this
2: way.
0: Well, <laughs> oh it's... yes, fatty, join the resistance.
2: Man, I'm gonna join the rebellion after this <laughs> shit. And I... then and then they yeah. Well, I've been Porkins for twelve years. I guess I just stay Porkins.
1: <laughs> they, I, I I do like the papers scene. It's a, it's a part of the empire we don't really see that much. The bureaucratic, cold, cruel side of it. Of yes. like, I love that we separating families an, an imperial... and losing fifteen hundred children yep. <laughs> yeah yeah thing. Kind of imperial stuff. <laughs>
2: airport i always wanted to see an imperial show me how the regular people fly i yeah
1: I, and I, I i like him joining up with the empire it's a cool wrinkle to
0: the character to a degree that whole shit is uh all the like seeing the inner workings of blobby whatever that's also why i really love that fucking casino scene yeah uh, and yeah. uh whatever yeah. the fuck. last jedi last jedi like I like seeing how other parts of this world function other than ships and fucking and fighting f- in space
2: and the fucking Jedi and the Sith like yes. I'm glad that can take a backseat. They, back they don't say They don't say Jedi
0: at all in this movie though. Yeah, but there's no one
2: <laughs> What?
0: They should at the end of the movie. Yes, 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 yes. Well, but okay. they don't fucking say it and it's awesome
1: um and like i I like all that i think that yeah i I do think Aaron reich's a really stiff and doesn't really have it a lot of the time i love uh chewbacca because it's confirmed it's something i always was curious about no i know where you're going with this has he ever tasted human flesh hell yes he has has, he's been eating people he was eating people for months down there as a fucking sideshow dude that's fucked up that guy's an engineer that guy knows and they show it at the end of the movie. He like flips it on, I'm like, how do you know that, you monster? He's like, dude, I have a degree in my in Kashik. I am a fucking doctor. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I dude. built but then ships. when I came to your country, I had to eat people.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally.
0: Where I'm from, I'm a doctor. Over here, I have to run a bodega and mm-hmm. eat people.
1: And like, and that I like that scene. I actually think uh for my faults with Eren Reich, I think he's got um. Good chemistry with Chewbacca. Uh yeah. big time. I think which is super important, obviously. And I I points to that. I, I will give him points to that.
0: It's fucking awesome that he's the first person like in the Star Wars movies to speak like to Chewbacca language to Chewbacca. Yes. It works. It's, it's fucking it's, great. It's fun to watch that. I don't need again hanging
1: a hat on thing. And I mean, like, every time you do this, you like lose so it just it just takes me out of the movie and makes me feel like I'm a little embarrassed to be in the movie when it's like What's your name? Chewbacca. That's really long. I think I'll shorten it to something a little more palatable.
2: Yeah, you could just have him call him Chewy at some point. Exactly. If you meet
1: somebody named Jonathan and you're like, well, Jonathan's a little long. I think I might call you John, which is a shorter version of exactly. Jonathan. I've
0: never once explained to you why I call you Steve. <laughs> exactly, it's just a shortening of a longish name. It's a thing that happens. Yeah. And like if that one did not. I mean, the solo thing, I was like, "Boof, okay, whatever, yeah. Yeah. man." Yeah. But then that one, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me! It's too much." And I mean, but I do. Lo- I mean, I like the heist
1: movie elements of this. I like the train robbery. as a train robbery is. A real-
2: oh, train robberies. <laughs> Oh, and I love <laughs> Oh damn it! You got me. The fact that Woody Harrelson is just taking people's armor and just walking around like he owns the place that, in the battlefield. That shit is awesome. And he's yeah. Up there, it's it, it's meant to look like World War One. Mm-hmm. kind oh, yeah. of. you know, it's it like looks, pads of glory. Up totally, there. it's fucking great. And he's got
1: that little must, little Errol Flynn yeah. mustache it, kind of thing.
2: A, I feel like Ron Howard's or whoever directed this movie <laughs> is. A, I think the, informed, the confirmed, like, what you're a seeing... Crimson Dawn uh, directed, <laughs> directed this, this movie. Is. I
0: think what you are seeing, I think the final number that was out, it's 80-20 Howard. okay. okay. 80% of this movie is okay. Ron Howard.
2: Okay. Yeah, so it just feels like very classic Hollywood because, it's, like, in the, the movies of the 40s, like, they were kind of informed from World War One. That's and, also kind
0: of why Ron Howard is a perfect choice to make this movie, because yeah. uh, that's...
2: The nature lived, of a lot of during his movies. World War I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, just like he he makes movies in a very classical style, yeah. and he's very very uh,
1: uh, not slavish, but like very respectful of where he is and like it's very much oh well whatever George wanted to do like you know what I mean like yeah, yeah which, in a which good is way, also I th- why in I think he
2: resurrected Darth Maul I think is also a nod to George in a way which we can just talk about that sure. So this
0: this whole thing is they're well, talking about Crimson yeah, oh, Dawn which
2: is the
1: syndicate which I, I like the syndicate angle and I think this is good world building for the rest of these movies that they want to make in this time period Is like, totally you make an underboss that you can attack without actually affecting the overboss which is the Empire so like you can have all these adventures with. I mean it's cynical in a way but it is cool because you got
0: Paul Bettany killing it in this movie he was amazing exactly and you know yeah exactly like Palpatine's not reading the reports about all these things it's just just like shit that's happening it's like weird drug deals next to what's happening exactly
2: like you know like I don't need to see Ronald Reagan I want to watch Miami Vice (laughs) And I think that, that that's a
1: cool idea. That, and I think that's going to take this. I mean, like, depending if the movie is a failure or not, blah, blah, blah. But uh, <laughs> Paul Bettney is great in this movie. Uh, I love the fighting style, I love his little. Fucking oh,
2: Tarasque! Let la- laser <laughs> blades.
1: He looks, and I think it's because Aaron Reich's short and Amelia Clark short. But in that last scene when they're fighting, he looks like fucking Akeem Olajuwon, dude. That dude looks
0: enormous. I couldn't believe it. And like I, I would gather he's like kind of a tall dude. Yeah, but like Jesus Christ, <laughs> I know it's just like he's doing the he's doing the Undertaker big boot, dude. You know what I thought it looked like it was when Kramer's doing karate lessons with all those kids. <laughs> 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 With the same skill level, Jerry. It's amazing. He's enormous in that scene. Oh my god, it's so great. And I was—we were trying to—we we talked about this before. We we're trying to like figure out if he'd ever played like a villain before, no. and I couldn't really put my finger on it. My. God, he's fucking got this down. He's so awesome. I like the cool awesome. scars. I like that his eyes go red when he
1: gets angry. He's a weird alien. Uh, I I just think that, and I mean, like, he's very menacing. And, like, I, I think he's sparsely used probably for the benefit. I benef- can't believe they killed him and
0: I didn't even get his full fucking backstory. <laughs> what, what a fucking
2: waste of a character. Yeah, what's his high school GPA? <laughs> That's why it's 3. All, 6. All, all six, dude. He fucking, you know oh, what wow. I mean? Like, he and Then not- he turned to a life <laughs> of crime. Wow, I guess no one gets out.
1: <laughs> Favreau's little monk A, I lost significant dialogue trying to figure out who that was, and it was John Favreau. Like I'm like,
0: like literally he's talking and I'm like, who the fuck are you in my head? We couldn't figure it out and my wife was losing it, and she finally opened the phone in her purse and just looked really quickly. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'll allow it because uh, it's it, driving me fucking crazy it was
1: John Favreau and he's good in this movie and he because also
0: just, the voice is totally modded so yeah. it's not like you're going to get it just he's got this slow dude. little monkey death which I kind of love I <coughs> was dude I was getting yeah. upset I was <laughs> I was kind of getting emotional watching this kinda, cute this, this like fucking six armed little cute monkey thing just die I oh, was kind of laughing I was having fun <laughs> with it
2: and just not not to the detriment of the movie I was like that's kind of funny <laughs> So we actually haven't really talked about Lando at all. So what do we think of that?
0: I love this. I fucking love this. I really I, I really love
1: the, love
2: I love Donald, the outfits.
1: Love it. I love the outfits. The outfits I think the great. performance is totally fine. I it's just not there for me. I I am What do
0: you want? Oh, want Billy D goddamn Williams. He's fucking 85 years old, dude. Get over it. You're not getting it. And you know what this is? It's him doing a nice like He's got the inflections, and he's not doing a cartoon sketch. Yes. And what's awesome is you can see the difference because when he hosted SNL, mm-hmm. he did a Lando bit, and he's totally cartooning it up. It's total; it's two yeah, totally it's, different yes, Landos. That's, that's, I uh, think he's got fair. a good
1: presence, and I think that it's. I'm fine with it for the most part. It's just how it's, could he do better? I know. I, I, if, you're I giving it a, if you're giving him a performance evaluation, I just want this character out of this movie. Honestly, like I don't need a ton. And I feel the same way about this Leia thing. Like the, everyone's like, "We need a Leia movie." No, we don't. She is gone. It's totally fine to leave that character, and let's explore new characters. I loved Paul Bettany, new character. I loved uh, 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 Woody Harrelson, new character.
2: Tandy right. Newton, new character. Yeah. I like. I would prefer new characters, but I I did enjoy Lando for what it was. I feel like what we got in this movie might not have been perfect with Han and Lando, but I think it's the best we could have gotten uh, without having Harrison Ford and Billy yes. B. Williams.
0: I just, I I Both love... Both of them in
2: Beetlewigs, like <laughs> two 80-year-old men, Like <laughs> What young
0: scrappy pups we are! But,
2: I mean, to be fair to <laughs> Donald Glover, I mean, Lando is such a tertiary character. That's true. More than that, yes. more more than this movie in the OTs, like uh-huh. barely there. By the way, you notice the uh, Woody Harrelson dresses in Lando's... Outfit that he wears, yes, at the Return Shredder of the Jedi. mask, yeah. absolutely,
0: yeah, oh, which, nice. which is great because that just means. Somewhere on the Millennium Falcon, it's just always there. We we get it. We get a little bit of a taste of this because we get like we get the fucking Lando closet situation, yeah. which I feel like and Solo you know demolishes and everything. <laughs> of demolishes, course. Yes. but wh- he you know he yeah. he does some renovations on yeah. the Falcon yeah. and that's like a yeah. game room or something. <laughs> but I feel like this a beca- vestiary. that's <laughs> only where vests go. Chewie, that's my man cave. Get out of there! No, it's where I'm gonna put my cold beer <laughs> Yeah. No, but I feel like Playing somewhere billiards on,
2: with humans only
0: <laughs> on this ship still is a pretty fun prop closet
2: <laughs> because that yeah. shredder mask is
0: on there somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I mean, I, I like the Falcon stuff. I like the. We do get to see the card game, which you know has been. Sabat. I think it's pretty cool. Oft talked about. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean that's something from the EU that they brought back in, that, and also Han being a former Imperial they brought back in. So. I just, Points you know, for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Finally, you get some points. We did kind of mention Darth Maul. um, And, like, sort of at the end of this movie, you see Kira uh, kind of turn on
2: the team. I was having so much fun with this movie. And when I saw Darth Maul and I didn't know where this was going, the blood drained out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) I was like halfway distraught for a second because, like, I was never really for bringing Darth Maul back from after being cut. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And in the Clone Wars and the Rebels uh, cartoons, they do bring him back and he plays he has big story arcs and he's got the robot legs and i i, I, I haven't seen the clone wars but i've seen rebels mm-hmm. and i it was just so Jordan. out of left field he's for me because giant. i just watched darth oh, maul funny. have like a kenobi kills darth maul in rebels oh, okay. so i'm like i thought what does he poison in his this? drink <laughs> yeah. Well, let's drink to the Empire Well, as you should know that I've been developing a resistance to Ida Kane powder <laughs> since uh, my days in Naboo It didn't matter which drink you picked up No, it's like a lightsaber fight <laughs> no, sure. that ends pretty quickly with Kenobi being the victor sure. But now there's all this talk about the fact that they set Darth Maul up into this and Crimson Dawn now might Be across all these new standalone movies they're doing. So, the Fett movie they'll factor in. And then also, Kenobi obviously will have a rematch with Darth Maul in that movie.
1: I'm half and half on it. Like, I kind of like that it's Maul to a certain degree. Like, it's a character that's totally throwaway in that prequel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's see what he can do. Robot legs, maybe not. I mean, look, like, you have to have robot legs, I guess. But does he have like a spider robot legs or is it <laughs> I, just
2: two robot it's, legs? Got two it's robot now, legs. Two robot legs. <laughs> now two robot legs. I think in the Clone Wars, it was a spider legs, but in Rebels, they course corrected. And by the way, they Ray Park is back as Which Dark Which is Mole. cool. Peter Serafinowicz is out. That I'm
0: against. I feel like if he wasn't doing the tick, he'd be doing that voice.
2: No, I don't know. Because they brought in the dude who does it from Rebels and The Clone Wars, the same voice actor. So I don't know.
1: it, it's fun. I mean, like I I and I, I do I'm not I,
2: entirely against I'm not entirely it. against it. I'm, I'm, kind of like, I'm cautiously optimistic for it. We'll see where it goes. But I, I mean, did I, not expect it. So it's good to be surprised.
1: It is. And I, I was surprised. And I, I think that there needs to to me it it, it it's more a failure on the Amelia Clark part of the seesaw where it's like again, like She's just staring blankly at nothing. And it's just like, yes, my <laughs> but master. At the same time, it's <laughs> at the
2: same time, it's Star Wars. You don't really need a blueprint.
1: And like, so like the movie kind of ends, and I mean we've kind of gone through most of it sort of we're leaving large swaths off.
0: Well, sure. This is just a mini soda, as they say.
1: This the next thing we're gonna do is go to Jabba's palace. And I'm like, that's the hat that I want like. Han learning how to be a scumbag because the ending with him well, and here's Woody. The, ha- here's
2: the thing: like people assume that like we're going to Jabba's palace and that means a new hope is starting, which is oh, not no, no, no. true. Yeah, he's because just going to get
0: in with Jabba.
2: Exactly. And- There's, there, he, who knows how many jobs he ran through there or in the outer rim territories? Who knows if
0: that's actually what you're going to see? I mean, I am sure you'll see something, but yeah,
2: I, mean- I, I I hope. We, again, another thing is like I, I hope we don't do that. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. just when I was saying about this movie before I saw it. But um, one great thing um, was uh, Han Solo is a drug runner for Jabba. Sure. He's actu- he drops a shipment of spice. Spice.
0: Mm-hmm. Spice. Spice. Yeah, spice.
2: Which is stolen from Dune, I think, uh-huh. right, as the drug. So he drops a shipment of spice that gets him on Jabba's shit list. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, wouldn't, I I wouldn't mind seeing him. walk around with drugs dude if
0: you just had how about this this next solo movie because it's just like fucking over drug dealers and whatever what if it was like good time and he's just (laughs) fucking running around the galaxy with a fucking (laughs) bottle of spice beating up some some security guard at a fucking carnival
2: yeah and instead of like and like some dude falls off a balcony because of the dog (laughs) but that dog is Chewbacca
0: Totally fucking. I love
1: that. it, man. I I thought the other. I don't know what. Maybe the Wookie. Other Wookie well, fell on hard times. That dude looked like shit. I don't know what happened to him.
0: That Wookie had a weird face. <laughs> he
1: did. Dude, I
2: was fucking were working in the spice mines of Castle. <laughs> oh yes. Well, let me see how you hold up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do like the last scene with Woody Harrelson. He does shoot first, obviously. Han. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Han. Yeah, you know, I mean shoots Han shoots first. first yeah. A little nod to that, but we don't put a hat on that, which I appreciate. I, I think it's fun. When does when do his balls drop out of curiosity? Like, does that happen in his late twenties? Is that or his early thirties? What are you talking about? Well, I talk like this for a while,
2: and then all <laughs>
0: of a sudden, I'm like, "Hey, kid, get over
2: here!" It's spice, it's uh, all it's, the it's, spice yeah, doing. It's
0: heavy spicies.
2: One thing I do I do like about the MacGuffin of the movie, with being the hyperfuel, the coaxium, mm-hmm. or whatever, right, right, is the fact that it's a ticking bomb at the oh, same sure. time. So it gives this movie a lot of agency you're the really heist, on the edge of your seat even though i is, know it's like i know han solo lives it's, He's not going to explode but I, it's very exciting
1: i was even excited towards that part when they're like about to get sucked into that black hole or whatever they call I'll it with wait,
0: wait, the
2: fucking space cloth or whatever yeah <laughs> oh when space they're doing the... is coming at him man yeah, yeah. when uh
0: when han solo's gonna get the fucking cheat code to do the castle <laughs> run <laughs> But I,
1: I, even like when it doesn't work and they get sucked in, I'm like, "Oh, where are they going with this?" And then it kicks in three seconds later. I was like, "Oh wow, I kind of was surprised by that.
0: Yeah, no, and this, excited by it. This movie had way more surprises than I think something uh like Rogue One did where it's like such a direct line into the next yes. movie. And because, Vader
1: cheat codes and
0: Yes, yeah. Oh, big time, right? Like, oh you have activated Darth Vader mode. Because like <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> much was of zoom, it. Which is
2: great, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> and that's why
0: that's why I think it's it is good that you've got this like 20-something year old kid because sure. like there's all sorts of adventures that could happen in between this solo movie and New Hope, mm-hmm. you know, versus you know, we're we're getting the fucking first scene of New Hope in Rogue One.
2: I want a FET movie for sure. I'm I into do too. It. I know some people don't want it, but um, it's something I've wanted since I was a child, yeah. So, I should so there be there. You a go, dude. I want they fe- got a good director, so let's see what
1: happens. I want a FET movie for sure. I want like just stuff that's less explored in the Star Wars universe. Explored, I just want to give see- me a
2: Dengar movie. I don't let's wanna, take some risks,
1: and I'm okay with <laughs> I, I'm certainly okay with like female fronted movies. Give me like make Mara Jade figure that shit I out. It would be great to bring her any of those. Who that? Uh, Mara Jade like- ended
2: up marrying Luke Skywalker in the post Return of the Jedi EU. Oh. She's since been uh, stripped of her rank as <laughs> as a canon character, but I think they'll probably find a place to put her back in because they did. Grand Admiral Thrawn was also another one of these. He's super, that blue guy. Yes, he's a great, great character. <laughs> who who's the best guy ever? That <laughs> ever lived. He took place he took place right after Return of the Jedi. Okay. And he was like a he was like an admiral that the Empire sent to the very outer rims of the galaxy mm-hmm. because they were racist against blue people. Oh but, but he was still get great.
1: those blue people out of here. I don't put the music on toilet.
2: Oh my <laughs> god. He was a he was a great character. Great <laughs> great tactician. Um they put they they rearranged um the canon. They put him in Rebels, mm-hmm. pro, like post, I mean, pr, you know, pre A New Hope, yes. instead of post Return of the Jedi. So they Mara rearranged could,
1: stuff. She's a female Jedi that could eventually she could be, be in anything. And you could make a movie about a female she doesn't, Jedi. She doesn't, in that even, time.
2: she doesn't even have to be a Jedi. involved with Luke. Yes. Like she was, a, she was actually a hand of the Emperor for a long time doing Imperial missions. But I
1: think that Princess Leia should. Be done with Carrie Fisher, yep. period, and yep. that's it. Yep. And I mean, it's different because uh, Harrison's still alive, Billy Dee's still alive. It's not so raw. Like, dude, we buried that lady last year. I don't need to see some dead-eyed actress be like, "Hi, it is me, Princess Leia." Now I'm a it. spy. By the way, yeah. by
2: the way, I want to quickly mention, with getting back to the SJW part, if Star <laughs> Wars 1977 came out today, the internet would be on fucking fire over like, oh, this is SJW stuff. I can't believe, oh, she's got to be a princess and use a gun. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It would be (laughs) non-fucking stop Oh, Mon Mothma, when was the last time a woman ran a war?
1: Now a dog is flying a spaceship. (laughs)
2: Dogs don't do that. Oh, but now dogs have rights, liberals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can we end on this great detail that I just was grinning from ear to ear about the sex scene? <laughs> did, you, did you guys have the sex scene in yours? Uh, no, you were accidentally looking at porn on your phone. Oh, oh right, it came
2: the uh, the dick that came in twelve parsons <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, dude, fucking Warwick Davis. Yes, just getting yeah! to be a dude in a movie. Yes, it's awesome,
1: and I and he's great for the one playing Weasel. By the way, yeah, uh, I didn't, <laughs> I, and I liked like the hey, I'm gonna help these people out. I don't need, and it's the biggest hat we hang on anything, where she's like, you, sir, have just funded a rebellion. Hello? And I'm like, I either I get it or I don't get it. I just, like, take that fucking shit and walk away, lady.
0: That kind of, to me, is, like, the least offensive of all of those. Dude, the Jabba ones are the worst because they do it twice. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know a guy on Tatooine
1: Leaving it there once.
2: I didn't mind the the general stuff. I I liked
1: the first one, but the second was like, you want to go to
0: Tatooine, buddy? Because Woody Harrelson's saying it, you're like, all right, whatever. But Mm -hmm. then when Han says it, he's like, yeah, this fat guy on Tatooine. Like he makes some size thing, and I was like, I got it the first time when you were fucking talking. You know what
1: I want? I want Han and Chewie on a double date. Figure that out. That's the end of your movie. It's like they're
0: just going to the movies
1: to see something else.
0: That's like a perfect strangers (laughs) episode right there. (laughs) Ah, so that has been WHM On Screen for Solo, a Star Wars movie. Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadek. Eric Siska. Take it easy.